Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, so here we are. We are going to have a kind of different conversation today, but I'm really excited about it because we have three people from our product design team here on the podcast today. Taryn since you yes. are our host, I'm going to let you introduce our two other co-host guests today. Yes. <laughs> well, as you all know, we do most of our art in-house, no, all of our art in-house and at Ballard. And so we are a teeny but mighty team of designers. And so we have today Zoe, who has been with Ballard for five years, and Hillary, who's been here for five as well. They both joined in a kind of similar timeline, but obviously we've been working together for five years now in a open concept space. So we know way too much about each other. Uh, (laughs) I won't go into their full life backgrounds, but we are going to just kind of let Caroline lead a series of questions about product design and us tell you kind of what, how our product comes to be at Ballard. And you'll get three good different views because so we inside Ballard, we actually work in different categories. We kind of like separate our team that way. Zoe does a lot of accessories and wall and lighting. So if you've seen a light or chandelier you like, she's probably designed it. And then Hillary <laughs> does all of our outdoor furniture lines and all of our upholstery. So again, if you've sat on anything, it's probably been Hillary's. So and <laughs> I don't do anything, actually, in case you were wondering. Not true. Um, not true. I I run this podcast. I know you guys. It's just my voice. <laughs> they only want me for my voice. Um, no. And then I am kind of over dining and kitchen and our case goods category. And that's just how Ballard breaks it up. So we'll just kind of. I mean, where do you want to start, Caroline? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I'm just going to give a little bit of background on the, on sort of the con. You know why we're talking about this. You know, we did that survey a couple months ago, and many people responded that they wanted us. They want to hear more about product and like how a product comes to be and uh, sort of the inspiration or reasonings behind the products that we release and where that comes from. So that is kind of why we wanted to chat today. And I think that we should start chronologically because Mm -hmm. I imagine that many of our listeners and customers do not realize how far in advance Mm -hmm. that planning really happens so who wants to start i don't know maybe I'm make we one of them just... talk they're both so nervous i'm going to <laughs> Should force I call them into on each of you like a <laughs> student teacher <laughs> um but yeah like how far let's let's first talk about how far out you're planning and kind of where the where that comes yeah. from yeah you know the, we'll the... Let hillary kind of yeah why don't you kick off like our timeline so the people know Sure. So basically, we're about a year ahead. So we just actually finished MA23. So March, April catalog of 2023. But in reality, some there are some categories that actually kind of start before that just because their development takes a little bit longer. And of course, as everybody knows right now, everything's taking longer. So we're trying to kind of be ahead of that. So like outdoor, we start a little bit earlier than most. And correct me if I'm wrong, when did we start this book? End of January. December? It was beginning of January. 1800 yeah. BC. So we start, <laughs> yes. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so most periods of development are about three months long. So we work on something for, for about three months. And then we hand Not it over just to one sourcing. product, guys. Mm-hmm. Like a set no, no, of no, projects. No, no. <laughs> These are, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you might get five new products a year. <laughs> yeah. This, I would say probably like roughly each category probably has about 20 on average per mm-hmm. book, maybe. Yeah. And some of those drop. They don't make it all the way to the book. So each um, of you are doing like 20 to 60 items new. Yes. yes. New. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For each season. That Once we hand it off, that product goes to our sourcing teams who sends it to our vendors. 
And then they develop it for about, what, six months, eight months before it actually gets to us to review samples. A a lot can happen during that time, too. Like we start projects, we work on them for three months, so they're like our babies. And we hand them off and then either material issues or construction Mm -hmm. issues or it doesn't price correctly. Like, you know, it's too expensive for our tastes or the quality isn't correct or what we want to give our customers. And then that item falls off. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. those come to us in about eight months. Then they're put in our catalog. Their photography is done. And then orders are placed for the stores. And then um, it comes to our customers. Yeah. So There's a lot of teams between us. We are definitely uh-huh. the, we're the ones who hit it off. And then to like Hillary's saying, we don't see the product except again, when they're like a teenager, quote unquote, when they're in office to look at a sample. And then they're just a grown photographed, beautiful adult. By the time we see them at the store, and we're like, oh my gosh, you look great. <laughs> I mean, again, we've seen what it is going to look like, but I, I definitely feel like there's, there's so many teams at Ballard between to make sure that it gets into people's hands. We definitely started off. So you're working about 12 to sometimes maybe 16 months in advance yeah. of when oh, yeah. the yeah. customer sees it and it launches on our website. For sure. Hillary knows what next summer looks like. She can foresee the future. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's beautiful. I wish I was there already, actually. Go ahead and skip, skip to 2023. It is hard when you're like a really excited for new product to the point of you want to buy it, but you're like, well, now you have to wait a year to actually And then by the it. time you can buy it, you're already planning, you know, what's going to be in the next year. So mm-hmm. then you're like, well, maybe I'll wait for exactly. the next year because mm-hmm. then I do really like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I even have that problem though. For sure. Because I don't know a year out, but I do know six months out and mm-hmm. like I've already decided to buy, to buy Taryn's flat file storage. I think we talked that about won't it be available until episode. like yeah. nine months from now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you start working on stuff 12 to 16 months before it's live, but mm-hmm. how do you decide what even like, where does the first concept of a product come from? I mean, it's not just, Oh, I feel like I like, mm-hmm. I want a new lamp that looks like this. There's someone telling you, this is what we need, or like, where does the initial concept for for an item come from? So we work with, we work really closely with a merchant for each category and a merchant assistant and a sourcing partner. But within those teams, we'll look at the assortment that we already have, what's doing well, what's not doing well, and kind of see what's going on in the marketplace, what trends are happening with designers, what are people loving out in the world, and where are the holes in our assortment? So for lighting, I mean, this is always my example. I say, okay, well, we need some matte black task lamps for your desk. So we say, we take that concept, which is very broad. It could be anything. And then that's what I start with or what each of us starts with is, okay, so we have a, a matte black table lamp. We need a some type of task floor lamp and all these different broad concepts. And then us as individual designers will go out and say, okay, really look into what's there specifically for that out in the world because we want to make something totally different, but something that also isn't too modern or isn't too traditional, something that fits our customer. And then we just start designing on those 15 to 20 per category that we have. And sometimes you start on one and say, okay, I'm not super inspired on this one right now. So I move to another. And then we've never said that. We're never have we ever said that. We always know. We, we always know. Always right. inspired. Mm-hmm. Always bottomless, inspired. Bottomless well of inspiration. Always. Uh, mm. But you you don't want to be the, the last project we get out. That's Mm-mm. usually the one we're least inspired by <laughs> mm-hmm. or struggle with the most. It's mm-hmm. the problem yes. style that we're like, That merchant oh. knows. They're like, uh, hey, have you started my product? And we're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Ooh. coming. <laughs> we're so excited. <laughs> so it's the, it's the thing that keeps getting pushed to the bottom of the list. And then finally, like two weeks before it's due, you're like, ugh, now well, I have either, to do it. Yeah, it's either a super mm-hmm. involved one that's like a lot of moving parts. Because I know Hillary just worked on like this crazy pegboard with lots of parts. And I remember when it was the concept was kind of being talked about, I would never be like, oh, that's going to be like a can of worms. And uh, I'm so glad that's not me. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, what literally said, Hillary. Me and Taryn have tried it. You're doing this one. Uh And she did a great job. (laughs) It turned out so cool. There's certain concepts we've tried a few times that like either it's been a vendor or a price thing or just different issues in actual like 
the production of it that so it hasn't come to fruition so it is comical that some many years ago i worked on one and then i think i forced zoe to work on the other one when they brought it up again because you know like this idea seems to be this great one and then we just couldn't get it produced and so this time when it came back around because we've i'm a dinosaur here now <laughs> we were like uh hillary how about uh you took a stab maybe this is the time so third time's the charm and we're gonna hope it's gonna be a real product because hillary has done a fantastic job at this one so so merchants are sometimes just like a dog with a bone just trying to like hey <laughs> I remember well, this thing I wanted. I still want it. Yeah, Here's and it's kind of like try now. Caroline, you just came to us three or four months ago with you wanted a, or you had felt like our assortment was missing a hutch, but that you had seen one yes. that they had where you could add the fabric panels inside, but that it was glass. So if you wanted to show off your dishes, it's like perfect. If you don't want to show off your dishes and you wanted to add some pattern to your room, you could easily put in like a beautiful floral fabric. Um, panels on the back of the door. We didn't have anything in the assortment. The functionality made sense. And we were like, well, you know, you know, we brought it up as a team together and talked about it. And um, they were like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. So let's develop it out and see what it looks like. So a little bit along the way, I'd send to Carolina as I like drew the actual body <laughs> shape of this like case. And I was like, what do you think? Do you like the legs? Do you like the, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I still like it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm that annoying person in the company that's like sending random product ideas to whoever will listen. So <laughs> first no, I tried Sky. I was like, hey, Sky, let's do this. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She always waves me off. Yeah. She's like, um, this is not your job. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like, like yes. oh, Taryn, Sarah, we need this thing. But you know, I just, and we listen to customers too, to be honest, yes. it's been people in the stores have said things. Um, and even of course our sales team too, you know, they're on mm -hmm. the floor, they hear what people are saying and they'll be like, Hey, have you, you know, and they'll talk and we've spoken to that before. We will take inspiration from anywhere. It doesn't mean that all ideas are golden nuggets in the end, but we're happy to take ideas from anywhere if they're good ones. It just <laughs> so Carolyn got lucky that we thought that one was a good enough idea. So I feel like y'all always are thinking through function because what happens too after y'all design the product, we get samples made, but then eventually the merchandising team presents it to the marketing team, which is my team, and says like, here's the product. This is why we think it's great. This is why, we, why it's useful, what the, you know, the benefits and X, Y, Z. And I often find that in those conversations, the function is sort of the leading concept or, you driver. know, driver. Yeah. Of why mm -hmm. we want to talk about it and why we're excited to share it with our customer. And so I always feel like those functional details are really why our products are so great and like why y'all do such a good job because you've really thought things through. And so that was sort <laughs> of just in the example of the cabinet Darren's talking about. Yeah. I had a very specific need that I wanted because I love <laughs> dishes. I want to store my dishes, but I want a cabinet that I can like throw yeah. it all in and it's not visible. I don't want it mm. like your traditional China hutch where you see, you know, where mm -hmm. it's like display. I wanted mm -hmm. something covered, but anyway. But, and then we make sure there's a plate groove in there in the back so that you can stand up your plates if you really want to mm -hmm. show those off. So um, we definitely think through all of that. And I do think we start with function. Mm -hmm. Like you said, almost, you know, 100% of the time we've thought about, you know, we have standard dimensions and uh, going back to our backgrounds, which I didn't say, but we all did study um, industrial design, which is like a product development program at different colleges. But we all came from the same intent of where we we learned in school the creative process behind also solving problems like it was. Mm -hmm. And I know in school it was always a problem. And how can you make a product better or function better? And Zoe's rolling her eyes because we both died at the same school <laughs> on that hill of them being like, make this better. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like trying to think through. So um, obviously it's a lot easier here to be like, all right, so you need a pencil drawer. Okay. You know, some products are that easy where it's like, we want this look and aesthetic, but how do we make sure that she can still roll her desk chair or a beautiful chair under it? And what if she wants to, what if she's just using her laptop and this is just a kind of quick spot versus like a traditional desk. And, you know, we've thought about the different customers and again, just the different needs that have changed too in furniture as people, evolve and how they live in their homes. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny too, like, as you say, you know, we did this in, in school and in school, I, everything being a problem was really frustrating, but now I think the most, the most fun ones for me to work on are the ones where it's like, okay, this is the problem that you have to solve. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just, I mean, it's also nice when you're like, Hey, we're making that black task lamp and we need to make it beautiful and perfect for our customer and work well. But one of my favorite ones that I've worked on, it's the Margo double shade pendant. And we, Ballard has a bunch of designer shades that are a bunch of different patterns that you can choose from. So you can have that custom look in your house and it all, you know, incorporates into whatever design we're working on in our rooms. But these shades go on a table lamp. So they have a, a little spider fitting on top, like it's a little hole that you put a finial on top. And we wanted to make a pendant that used these because we were inspired by something similar that was a very custom shade that somebody had in their home on a pendant. And so the challenge with that project was to be able to design a pendant that doesn't use an Uno fit shade. So when you have a pendant, it has like the big wide neck that goes over a light bulb. That's not what our shades have. So this project, had I had to really think about it. And we ended up, we have a finial that comes down from the pendant and then it like aligns over the light bulb and you can slide the regular table lamp shade in. And we actually came out, we're coming out with a single pendant version of this too. But it was a really cool, it was a hard challenge to think hard about the function and also make it beautiful. But I think that's what makes it a really unique product. And that's something mm-hmm. that we have that I haven't seen somewhere else. So I don't know. The challenge is part of what's so fun about it. It's, the yeah. it's one of a kind and it is very thought out in terms of the way it's made and the way a customer can use it because theoretically they could switch out the shades every year or whenever they want to. And right. It's seasonally yeah. anytime. Ooh, yeah. A seasonal shade person. Love it. Yeah. Oh, a little green in spring. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah, you have your Christmas shades. <laughs> you mm-hmm. yeah, your ones. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just am still kind of blown away that you're that you're producing up to like 60 new designs every season. That's actually kind of wild. How how? Like how do you have and and okay, and we haven't even gotten into like 3D design and 3D printing cuz I know y'all are doing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. What sort of tools are y'all using to design? I mean, is it all in CAD? I know 3D is new. What tells about that? I don't really know what that uh, means. Just as a company, we've evolved. Ballard has just with position, you know, like any company. Um, Technology, and, I guess. Yes. And yes. And so like I started out on, under our sourcing team because they just needed people to draw something like to send off to the vendor. And then we ended up being pushed out to be our own team. And Hillary specifically came with a background in 3D. And so we switched from a 2D AutoCAD to a 3D program that she was comfortable with. And our whole team has switched to that. And it's really helped. It makes everything just, there's a lot less back and forth in production. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just with our development. So it's really helped our team to streamline and it makes it so much easier to visualize too. So a lot of people are, sorry, a lot of different companies do the same, especially with furniture and home interiors or whatever. But, um, but with that too, I mean, that's the program we use, but with the whole function thing, we also have sometimes the inspiration is just a new material or a new process. Mm -hmm. And I think we each have talked to different things that we've recently, or we all can. Like, for instance, a new kind of technology for us is they're doing a lot of screen printing on furniture now. And that's something new that just a kind of a newer technology that I know in my area, we have been producing a few pieces with that. And just like you do t-shirts and fabric and they develop a screen for it and they print this on actual boards. So we have it coming out on a few different pieces within Ballard. We have a dining table called Avignon that's coming out um, that has a board. And then we have this big cabinet that has these white kind of creamy doors with these green... Uh, like fern-like images on it that just came into the office. I think it's, what did we say? Our October catalog? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's, um, I think it's Christmas next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, or this year. But yeah, it would come out in October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christmas this year. Sorry. And then there's another piece that we haven't even seen a sample yet, which is this, I hope it happens, guys, because you'll love it. Uh, It was, it's a hutch with glass, an upper glass 
so you can see your dishes. And the actual frame of it is a green, which is what we're seeing everywhere. Um, and the bottom part is just green with as well. But because of the glass doors all over the front, we actually did a screen printed floral that I got to paint on the back. And so it, I painted all the watercolors, pieced it together. We sent a massive file and they screen printed it on, or they're supposed to screen print it on the back. So wait, so on the back behind the glass doors? Yeah, like on the or back on the back of your dishes. Um, sorry. Got it. So yes. like if the back you panel know, my, of people the might have seen like if you'd wallpapered the back of your cabinet, yes, it's kind of just like that. that. Mm -hmm. It will be okay. the exact same look as that, but like we have given you a pattern already. Got it. That's It'll cool. be cool if it works out. Yeah. So it's things like that that we get excited about in office to like play with and and just even smaller batches of digital printing on fabrics has also been that's just another thing that we've been doing too that you can do smaller, which we're still mm -hmm. working through kind of that technology from our side and just what we can produce and get to the customer. But it's that's been something fun in my area that we've been playing with. Hillary, what about you? Is there something in your area? Yeah, oh, what's been your favorite project? Oh, favorite project? Uh, it kind of speaks back to the, uh, the Zoe on the function items. I guess it's just my industrial designer heart. I really love when it's posed with like, how can we make this more functional? Upholstery is a different beast than probably most of the other categories because the item really takes on its style by its fabric. So it's like a whole another entity. So mm. when we design upholstery, we have to keep that in mind. So it's almost, you know, we design it to have either a more traditional look or a more modern take by usually the leg or the other materials that are accompanied to the fabric. Those are, those are harder, but in outdoor, it's some of my favorite ones are probably the Kenzo items, which are kind of an evolution of our customers using their outdoor spaces for not just like lounging and dining, but also as kitchen, an extension of kitchen areas. So those Kenzo pieces particularly have a lot of storage functionality to where tops can be bars or tops can come off and have storage for like your drinks and stuff almost like a cooler basin in them and so I really like those just because and they can also be potting pieces too because they mm -hmm. have those basins can be used for soil and gardening so just having different things like that or incorporating different functionality to the pieces are some of my favorite things mm -hmm. you also did that Hutton collection which I know it was oh, yeah. like that was a beast Yes. Yeah, our Hudden, if you guys have not seen it, is a white and does it come in another office color collection? Yet? Yeah. It's a very pretty office collection that we have and multiple pieces and the real intent and again Hillary, correct me if I'm wrong, but was, you know, hmm. we, we love our customer to make it her own. And this was, mm -hmm. uh, how can we make it so that this could be her own? She feels like she's making the final design decisions. And so Hillary worked through that with our merchant and um, provided now you can buy Hudden and you can figure out what does it look like and you decide what it looks like and it has turned out so well and continued to grow and we continue to add pieces like the flat file folder. So, yeah, I mean, it's that was a perfect, you know, how do we give the design back to our customer and let her design it herself? Yeah, Hillary, tell us. OK, I know that Hutton is getting an exciting update at the end of the year. Can you tell everybody, give everybody a little sneak peek into not peek visually, yeah. but, you know, tell them about what's coming. Well, I, I'll backtrack a little bit. So Hutton, I think kind of Taryn's point was, is always. <laughs> I didn't actually make, work on it. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> the, the whole point of it w was to make the customer be her own designer. So okay, so I wasn't totally off. No, yeah. <laughs> no, kind of like upholstery where they get to pick their fabrics or add mm -hmm. different welting. The, I don't think that that had been done in any of the furniture categories. So the office and developing to where the front of the office panels could be different materials was how we could let the customer make her space look not like her neighbors or her best friends, really make her office space be hers. So initially we wanted to do a whole bunch of different ideas for the door panels. Through different constraints, we had to limit that, but we are now gonna offer an acrylic panel to where she can, which is really fun because I think you're like acrylic. That doesn't sound that cool. But if you think about it, that you could apply different things to the acrylic or behind the acrylic to make it take mm -hmm. on different looks. Mm -hmm. It has a broader 
appeal. You know, you could do a wallpaper, a fabric. You could really... put your kids' art if you love them. You could just exactly. put it in there. Yeah. So wait. So okay. There is a if you're imagining a cabinet door, it's like shaker, and there's sort of a trim on the edge, and then there's mm-hmm. like a recessed piece behind it. So what Hutton currently is is you can put plain white or rattan or mirror in that recessed panel so that you can change kind of the look. So what now it will be is acrylic. And is it like two acrylic pieces or is it just one? I think it's two. <laughs> I think it's two it's pieces. Two. So you can put yeah, fabric I think you can or wallpaper. I, yeah. I, I believe because we were literally, again, my team, we were talking in our meetings and today about, or yesterday about how the, directions would speak to it so that customers understood uh like how to and so i believe it's two panels so i think you sandwich don't hold us to this podcast please this is all um (laughs) but i'm pretty sure so i do think you get to sandwich uh, if you found a leaf outside that you wanted to just squish in that you could do dried flowers you could do whatever you wanted like yeah you could like if Mm -hmm. you wallpapered your room you could put the same wallpaper yes in your cabinet mm-hmm. doors to where the cabinet would sort of be more seamless or, mm-hmm. you know, a paint color, whatever paint color or a fabric is what mm-hmm. we're going to be showing in the, in our um, images that we're reshooting for the launch. So that'll be really cool. Actually, here's a funny little tip. Instead of doing actual fabric, they're just going to more or less like Xerox Print. the fabric <laughs> to make it though. easier to put in the, in the acrylic. So that's a good little tip if you want to do that yourself. <laughs> Don't actually use the. Imagine mm-hmm. how hard it would be to get it to go in there. So instead, use paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I think that's really cool. Yeah, like if there's yeah. a repeat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you'll but, know okay. when you see it in the catalog, guys. We cheated. No, we didn't. But couldn't you also <laughs> leave the acrylic blank and almost mm-hmm. have like a glass door? You probably yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that on a drawer, but on a, on the hutch cabinets. That'd be cool. maybe. It depends. Yeah, it depends if you're maybe your display. Yeah displaying something in there yeah like your files and so (laughs) what i'm also taking from this conversation hillary is that there might be even more additions in the future if Mm -hmm. people like the acrylic like absolutely next i definitely could think i don't either but i definitely think that there's probably more possibilities that we could explore yeah Mm -hmm. um okay and talk about oho so okay guys we have a a furniture collection called we call oho but it's original home office and we've had it for eight million years and we still love it almost every desk in our entire office is that and i know hillary and is it you hillary or is it taryn who's who works on oho it's taryn Oh, I'm sorry, right, Taryn. The dinosaur. It's been here forever. I'm yes. Yes. <laughs> Just like OHO. Like, like OHO, <laughs> I have been around. Uh, no, we, and we actually, as a team, I didn't, excuse me, my team, these two beautiful people worked on a um, Abbeville kind of update that will be coming out next mm-hmm. spring as well. So Abbeville, as you know, is a storage collection we've had for a really long time at Ballard, as well as, as Caroline just talked about this office collection called, we just call it original home office and things that again, as a team, you know, how do we make it better? Cause we've had it forever and you know, our customer is ever evolving and ever changing age. Mm-hmm. Even when I started at Ballard, I was 20 and you know, I'm now in my mid thirties and you know, even my, <laughs> even my, <laughs> you're 22. Yeah. And again, I think with it too, like people want to see you know, we all get bored when you get a catalog and you're like, did they put it out anything new? Like, I can't mm-hmm. tell. And you all know what I mean. We looked at, we look at a lot of legacy items we have and try to see how could we kind of reinvent her, I think is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how do we make it still good? Mm-hmm. It's still a great product, but how can you make it right. look a little bit more up to date? So uh, speaking to the original home office, we've recently added new, um, tops because it has a top piece you can purchase that you know different materials different finishes like we did a zinc black and white used to be like the traditional and we've, we're adding mm-hmm. even more tones of metal now and then we've redone the hardware we again made sure you know what is some different shapes that could kind of modernize her or you know just change up how it actually feels again that's i think those are out now aren't they yes Definitely the hardware is, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure the the new metal tops mm-hmm. will be out, I think, by the end of the year. But, but I'm it's kind of like exactly your kitchen, 
Like, you know, like after yeah. you might look at it and you're like, how do I kind of like give her again, functions great, but how do I like make it look a little new? And then even with Abbeville, they've uh, it's our storage and the merchants kind of were like, Hey, how can we juice this up? So Hillary just did an, a new functional piece. And then Zoe helped to do again, a, a top and a base to kind of elevate Abbeville physically and visually <laughs> and literally <laughs> elevate it too. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're always kind of looking at the pieces to our tried and true that you guys have seen before, but how do we make it new to you again or kind of bring life back? Are there ever, ever things that you design and then they, the sample comes in and you're like, Oh, yikes, this did not go as planned. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. We want to hear examples. Tell well, us. Okay. I have an example. What we're working with the merchant to get the product in this 3D program that we've rendered with finishes to look exactly like we want it to look. And it's perfect. And then we send it off. We pull the dimensions on it and send it off to our sourcing team to have it made. And they do an amazing job and they work with vendors to try and get this product to be what we want it to be. But a lot of times what we have in our brain isn't how physics works and like it's not how, <laughs> how real things work. So for example, we just did this chandelier. I keep using all these technical terms that are probably not very exciting, but it's what it's called. There's a, a junction box at the middle of a chandelier and that's where yes, all the wires that come from the top split into all the arms. And yes, it's like that, that little blue box that goes in your ceiling. Right. Well, that's it's, yes and no. So it's the part at the bottom of usually it's part at the oh, bottom this is of in the light yes. in the actual light. So Got you're it. that takes space to split up all those wires. I would prefer if it didn't, because then it could be a <laughs> tiny little ball and it would be so pretty. But that's not how it works. So we had the chandelier, and in the renderings, there were these two tiny little junction boxes that split into these arms, has fluted glass, super pretty. And we went through development and we saw unfinished digitals and finished digitals. So that means like we see the product when it's just plain metal. And then we see it when it's got that brass finish on it. And we're like, okay, it looks good in these images. And then we see it in person. And sometimes even in the images, you're like, okay, they made some changes to the dimensions to accommodate for whatever they needed to. And then you see it in person and then it does not look good. Like it just doesn't look good. And so <laughs> with that specific example, we basically... <laughs> We had a, a, a big ball junction rocks, but it was like three inches. It was too chunky and it was heavy and it just didn't look right. So then we changed the shape of that and made it more like slim and it's still the same width, but because it didn't have the height that a ball would, it's just a little cylinder now. It's much sleeker and I think it's going to go in a better direction. But those little things that seem like it's not a big change that the vendor needs to make and they have to, they, like they yeah. physically can't make it work. Like to engineer it. It right, be right. <laughs> but then when you see real life, you say, or yeah. exactly. We revise and make it what we need it to be to make it look right and beautiful for our customer. Taryn, I feel like there was a an example one time where you drew something and then it came in like three sizes too bigger than what you had imagined, <laughs> I guess, because the Dems were wrong. Is that, am I making We've that up? Yes, those things have happened. Uh, I am, <laughs> I am, I am human. Mistakes have been made. I will say, I think in the past five years, rendering in 3D does help. But even yesterday, we were looking at a jewelry cabinet we're developing it's this rectangle box that opens up and there's all these drawers for jewelry. And even looking at it, we're like, yeah, it's, and then somebody's like, you know, it's only 40 inches tall. And like, we're like, yeah, yeah. And then that helps them to visualize it more. They're like, Oh, she's t like, it's small. And I was like, yeah, this isn't like an armoire. This is like a yeah. little box that you have in your room that you can put a mirror over. And anyway, so yes, dimensions and scale are key. And even, uh, <laughs> Best laid plans. And we sometimes it's just even like small mistakes too, though. Like I drew mm -hmm. a, a desk chair. I remember it turned out so cute. And then our head merchant was like, this is way too small. And she like sat in it and I was like, you are correct. Oh, oops. So <laughs> yeah. But like, but then we've had the opposite where again, you've, you've dimensioned some like dining chair and 20 inches seems like perfectly fine on one shape that you've measured. And like, and then you get it in and you're like, why is this thing a beast? Like, why is this just huge? This won't even fit next to, you know, can't get two chairs on the side of a rectangle or the other table. Like this isn't going to work. So that's why samples are so great because 
we always like to see it to know we've made yeah. the right decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've had a yeah, lot of samples are important. There's been a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to call myself out on all of them, get fired. Gosh, <laughs> I think we've all made them. Ooh, do you have a good one? Do you have a good one? Um, um, actually, I have a funny story. <laughs> it, it's not actually with Ballard. But back in the day before 3D rendering and CAD programs, you know, uh, when I'm aging myself too, used to hand draw stuff sometimes mm-hmm. and, scale, and, you know, call out dimensions. And Zoe's looking at me like, I've never done that. I'm too young. <laughs> but um, that's what you did. And that was what we did. It's a pencil, the, Zoe. A pencil. A pencil. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank a you. Ruler? Have you heard of those? It's like a little, it's a little piece. <laughs> And to like really judge mine up, I also did a little marker rendering, trying to show materials, wood, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, Always above and beyond. Uh, <laughs> well, to accentuate the fact that this piece was a wood piece, I also drew a little, little grain, you know, little swirls <laughs> of, of in knots and, you know, whatever. So the sample comes in. What do you think's on it, guys? Did they like actually print? They literally <laughs> drew no. grain. And not. Your interpretive <laughs> wood grain. <laughs> yeah, on the wood. <laughs> Huge fail. So it was a literal, you know, literal sample of what I literally drew. But yeah, that's probably my funniest. So like, yeah. Do you think the person making that is like, what is this crazy person doing, drawing on this wood? You know? know. Yeah. <laughs> See, but sometimes I wish they'd take it that literally, you know, sometimes you're like, this is what I, what, that doesn't look like this. Can you, can you make it look like this? So, well, not always well I was going to say an example of like small tweaks that make a huge impact is tapered legs when vendors are like, well, for structural purposes, you know, you can't have it be as small as you have drawn it out to be. And they're like, we need you to increase by a quarter of an inch. And so, well, this is actually a huge reason why the 3D renderings help us is you think a quarter of an inch, not that big. Most people will probably be like, sure, that's fine. Well, all of a sudden, your really pretty turn tapered leg turns into this. She fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so what was gone. It's just be, not refined anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so instead of having to go through the sample of where that actually, you know, you actually see and you're like, no, we can look at it and be like. No, that's that's not going to work. Or, okay, we can't taper it to what we want, but can you also don't do a straight taper? You know, curve it too, so that kind of takes away some of that chunkiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that happens a lot as well. We problem solve the whole way. <laughs> like, there's many a time uh, we have cabinets coming out or lockers, and it was the same thing. Just the uh, there's a rattan in the middle, and uh, the door was bowing just because it's a, it's a tall rectangle, and they couldn't keep the door from bowing, which would drive you nuts. You would hate us, right? Like if you got this and the door would not shut because it just was like flopping. So we needed more support, but we didn't want to ruin this look. And so you know, again, we're like, well, where can we put a brace? Like, how can we do this so it doesn't take away aesthetically or functionally? But now we're making sure that it's a great product. And I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that. And then we'll play like, okay, let us take it back and re-render it. Let's look at it together. I did knobs yesterday. We were like, these are too big. Let's look at different sizes. And so we'll t- our team does a lot of like, well, let's take it, let, you know, like let's play in 3D so that we can be very straightforward with the um, vendor and not waste time or just anything yeah. else. So. Right. Because, well, all those decisions we're making, like, you know, that little 0.75 inch bottom of a tapered leg, like all those are very intentional. And that little dimension there might you you chose that for a reason and it may tie back into some other detail within the piece or i mean it's just when they change those things it doesn't seem like a big deal but it it Mm -hmm. totally to us at least and maybe honestly maybe the customer might not even notice but as the designer when we want to we want to give you the best piece we can Uh, yeah well it's it's difficult you know, anyone that loves design, it, like, okay, it's like even a, an article of clothing where you can tell mm-hmm. like, okay, in theory, this is a white t-shirt, like a different white t-shirt. Right. But there are so many very 
minute details, like maybe the way it's sewn together or like a slight mm. cut or something that makes such a huge impact. It's the same way with design. Like you might see side by side something and be like, I like this one a lot better. I don't couldn't necessarily articulate why that is, but there's something about the way that it's designed and mm. the proportions that makes it more aesthetically pleasing. So I feel like that all of your worrying and, you know, uh, <laughs> like careful consideration is worth it. We all well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. When we turn to a vendor, we're like, absolutely not. You're not allowed to do that. We said this. Yeah. So there is lots of that. So. Yeah. We try. Well, we try how does, this. I mean, I know this is more of a question for sourcing, but like, how do they even choose vendors? Like, is it is it just like a certain maybe wood that they are known for or a material they specialize in? Like, I feel like most people probably have this very abstract idea of things, products that are made overseas. Mm -hmm. like, well, why each, do we go overseas to have products made? Well, yeah, it's materials and there it's, it's really, it comes down craftsmanship? to craftsmanship and materials and craftsmanship. Yeah. Everything's, mm -hmm. everything's so different and it's just the different, sources for sure. Like we can't get rattan here. That's just not naturally what grows in Georgia. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. there's certain countries that it just geographically grows better. And so that material is in mm -hmm. country there. So they've, you know, all they've spent centuries learning how to weave. And so maybe they're just better at weaves and like mm -hmm. Mexico is really known for, at least for us, it's for some really crazy wood grain. So if we are thinking this kind of certain look, it might be Mex, um, or if we really want a hand to some piece of furniture, mm -hmm. I'm speaking furniture, there's certain vendors that like, oh, we want this to be, have a hand and felt like it was made mm -hmm. by a person where sometimes you're like, I want this to feel like a beautiful antique that's been turned perfectly. And that's a different vendor too. Like, yeah, because like we have one yeah. partner in Italy that we've worked with for a long time. And if you if you're familiar with our Casa Florentina collection, they do a lot of hand painting that they've mm -hmm. perfected over. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are, I guess, methods that artisans yeah. have used for hundreds of years and they still use it today in this Italian factory. And that's why we might go to them for like their chippy paint finish or like I know, for example, you know, like rugs from India and Turkey. Like, yeah, that's totally different where rugs come from like that's yeah. you want a rug from there because they're the masters yeah so i feel like sometimes people from... are like oh well that comes from abroad like they're you know it's just coming over because it's cheap and it's not necessarily cheaper it's yeah. just they're yeah. better at it than they are <laughs> where are the you know, coconut like... yeah the coconuts to make the uh coir mats are yeah. they in the state of maine no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's partially yeah they're i mean it's where they're made and where they have these coconut shells that we're making like little tiny beads out of, but it's also, okay, we could get like Oak as a finish. We're doing a ton of right now, especially in wall, wall decor and shelving, things like that. I'm sure. Yeah. And furniture too, but that is more affordable in other countries. And so again, we want to, design these things that look beautiful and have that perfect finish that we want it to have. Mm -hmm. But we also want it to be accessible for our customer. So it's not a $10,000, you know, shelf. Yeah. You want it to be something that you can have in your home for yeah. a and reasonable cost. And artisans yeah. that have worked on it and have like, and know how to produce that. Perfect. Like, yeah, right. I, again, I can maybe string a coconut bead, but I can promise you I've never done it before. So like, it's not, it's <laughs> not going to be as good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the most interesting things too, that we've, I remember there was a chandelier we did a couple years ago. It's the Lucille pendant or Lucille chandelier. And it's this wire frame chandelier. It's, we still sell it. And it has little crystals in between each, like in, in between this grid mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. And you see it and you're like, oh, wow. And then you say, wow, it's a little expensive. But I remember seeing the video of this man in the factory sitting there, hand wrapping each little bead, each little crystal around this wire frame. So all thousands of those crystals were hand placed mm -hmm. on that chandelier. And so it's just amazing to see that that's what the sourcing team is looking for is, okay, who can give it that much attention and that much expertise, like you said? and know how to perfectly place all these crystals on the chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. And then make hundreds of them. Yeah. You could totally talk I mean, to I our think... sourcing team alone. Like they have. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they vet each of our vendors so well too. Like they know their strengths, what they're good at, what materials they can get. Visit factories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and other things too that are like, do they have the space to take on this project or, you know, what, you know, what new materials they can get, what they can't. So they're a tremendous partner for us and, and who we lean on to once, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're the ones that get to do the, I should say, fun stuff of like, here's our idea. Make it pretty. It's <laughs> you know, and they're, they're having to communicate with a, a lot of different factors of, yeah. you know, of a lot of things. They're the ones that actually kidding. make it happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hillary. Okay. So I know you, so you do all of our upholstery, but most yeah. of our upholstery vendors are here in the U S mm-hmm. do you find that? changes the design process? Does it make it easier, harder? Sometimes kind of at the uh, onset of what we detail as what we're going to design. So if we're like, we need a new trend chair in our line, we'll look at what materials are we going to use. And so a lot of the fact, those factors will decide whether or not we do it domestically or import it. So domestic vendors, there are a couple of factors that go into whether we go with them are, is this a chair we think that our customer would like to pick the fabric for? That's probably the biggest thing. If we think that she's mm-hmm. going to want to customize it, we choose somebody mm-hmm. domestic because they have our fabrics and can get our fabrics. They also have more finishes that they can apply to like the legs or exposed frames. It's also one of a kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is making it her piece. So if we feel yeah. like the project requires that, it will generally go domestically. And she might pay a little bit more for it because it's custom. You know, it's what the fabric she wants, the finish she wants for her space. And then there are projects where we think the general customer will probably like it in a linen and a finish. I say linen, but a fabric we choose and a finish we also choose. And then Mm -hmm. what you'll see too is one season will launch it and it only comes in a linen and a specific frame color. And the next season it's done so well, we're like, hey, let's let her choose the fabric and we'll import the frame. So we have a lot of pieces like that. And Mm -hmm. the Alistair is probably another, is a great example of that too, is we launched it in a brass, antique brass finish and a linen fabric. It sold well. So now we have it um, to where she can pick out her fabric as well. There are lots of, lots of stories of of pieces going that route. Mm -hmm. That's kind of Mm -hmm. how we, we test the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to earn its keep. <laughs> Basically. No. Well, I always think it's funny, like when, you know, I feel like some designers or friends have been like, oh, I used to, I love this product, but you don't sell it anymore. It's like, well, there's really only one reason it doesn't sell anymore, or we don't sell it anymore. And that's because no one bought it. <laughs> like if people are buying it, we're going to keep yeah. making it, you know? Right. So or we'll put it, I was going to say, or we'll put it in a different finish too. Like if we feel like yeah. there's enough. Mm-hmm. If we, yeah. If we change it enough. to make, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we. I well, feel there like has it, to be room. Go, no, there has to be room for all these what sixty new projects a season. Like, where are we going to put those? We can only sell so many things. So some things got to get the boot, you know. Wait. So is it sixty each of you are designing each season, or sixty for the whole team? How many products per year? New products per year do we launch? Like five hundred. More than a thousand? No, we don't do no. that because we also we we want you to love it and we want to keep it in the assortment. Like that's the truth. Right. We don't want to just be like, no, no, we're done. We want something new all the time, even though technically that's our job. But it, we want things to sell and resonate and make people's lives and homes better. So we probably do hundred and fifty a year. Probably. I mean, Y'all, we okay. do a lot. Are you not in the number? Do you think it's color more? ads? I well, do the color ads. Finish, if we like, add a finish, no, because we our team is not actually working on that. I'm talking developed product. It's probably. We're going to add a little more, but that's okay. Okay. Well, I can tell <laughs> well, you. Because Hillary some... does a whole, Hillary will do a whole collection, like outdoor collection. So yes. Or you know, like a uh, Hutton, which we already talked about, a de- whole office collection. There's like, you're developing 10 pieces. So, you know, it's not. Yeah, as, it depends. Right. So when you I say that, you're like, well, not really. I developed a stool and chair yesterday, but they match. So anyway. Well, I just pulled up our little, we have a, a little chart where we keep track of all the things we're working on. And we have 78 projects from, actually more than 78 projects. 
eight, 90 projects, 90 projects for spring that we will have finished. That our team would have gone and developed, yeah. Next spring, we will be releasing 90 projects, assuming all of these come to fruition. But that's only things that y'all have to draw. Some things you don't have to draw, correct? Right. If we've added different colors and things or different shapes and they don't need us to... Yeah, there's product that goes through... You know, drapery or pillows, Mm -hmm. you don't really draw those in CAD, do you? No, but Karen paints them and then they'll be... Sometimes. So then they're product. But yeah, if it's a fabric Mm -hmm. that we picked up from someone or rugs we picked up from a vendor, then no, we don't. And then, like we were saying, just the finish or... Like we just did a new, we'll do a new garden stool color come spring. Like there'll be a new one. Mm-hmm. So that's just a color, you know, talking to the vendor yes. and developing a new color. So, yeah. Okay. I have a final question and then I think we have to wrap up. Um, what are some materials or trends you're seeing? Cause you're looking so much mm-hmm. further out than we are that you're excited about. Zoe, you want to talk? I know you've used a lot of finish. <laughs> oh, Zoe should deer in the headlights face. And so Taryn, of course, okay, called Okay, on her sorry. <laughs> Back to me. You know, I still get excited to use chagrin as kind of like a subtle detail because I still think it's beautiful when it's done mm-hmm. and it just looks so elegant. A lot of... Re- rattans and weaves as you guys know have come back a lot of cane is different i mean because rattan is is different than cane but those kind of natural materials we've even done some very kind of plaster finishes recently which is super exciting to have that kind of white earthy texture feel um again everything kind of has a hand right now a lot of hammered metals that just Mm -hmm. really make you feel like somebody has forged this or made this and like i said i talked about the um digital printing and the screen printing um that's all in my furniture world one of you okay. circle and now i'm ready <laughs> now i can answer oh now that i gave the answer <laughs> yes now that you said it i can elaborate on what you said but i agree i feel like plaster is something that specifically in lighting is not something we've done any of before this year last year i guess we started last year so they're now coming out where it's more of that white hand done finish kind of matte looking right instead of a shiny white it's unique and it's not as it's a little bit softer it's not like a harsh modern white Mm -hmm. um and i mean as Darren's saying all these things with like finish finishes specifically i feel like that's something that i've seen i mean now for a couple years but my favorite trend is that everything isn't meant to go together like you don't have a modern home or you don't have a traditional home necessarily you can but you can also have a little bit of everything and it's just how you put it together that makes it work. And that's what's so exciting about us having the options where you do mm-hmm. have those really shiny brass finishes that are very modern. And we still sell, the, sell those and they do very well. But then we're also doing the more hand done things that feel like they are an antique or feel like it is like a soft handmade plaster chandelier. Yeah. But you could put it next to, they they can go together in the same room. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's funny that you say that. And also, Taryn, what you were saying about the woven and caning and stuff, because both plaster and caning are like very old methods Mm -hmm. that are just sort of people are liking again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Mm -hmm. that plaster stuff is is like that, you know, isn't it like Giacometti? Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. a sculpture and he Mm -hmm. did a lot of plaster. So, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we've we done a lot of that. And then I, Hillary can go in hers. But also, too, we've I feel like we've done oak on uh, this very dry, kind of more warm oak. And I feel like my categories in particular, and I don't know because they have not sold to you, ladies and gentlemen listening yet, but I feel like we've been getting a little bit more brown, like as mm-hmm. the year has gone. So this time next year, I feel like we'll have a little more brown where I feel like we have oak in the next kind of year trickling in a lot of like does that make sense when i picture oak i picture like almost it seems as though i don't know if it really is but it seems as though it's like an unfinished wood it's like that natural Mm -hmm. wood that doesn't have a stain on it so Mm -hmm. what you're saying is looking forward stains more stained pieces will be yeah coming down Mm -hmm. the pipeline okay 
or even like more walnut. Like I feel like we're walnut for a mm-hmm. while was not like mm-hmm. Miss Vogue. And now I think we're just, you know, cause we're always craving the next thing. And so it's kind of like, yeah. we've seen a lot of Oak. And so now of course for us, we're like, all right, well maybe we want to, maybe we want this a little more Brown. Maybe we want this a little, yeah. That kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, they stole all the words for me <laughs> to, to that point. We just, we were, uh, I was going to say for upholstery in particular, we are itching and searching out more of a warmer wood finish for a lot of things, as well as even a black in some mm-hmm. of the things that have done well, which is, you know, we've been whites and brights and lights mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. while. So we're kind of doing the opposite as well as we've been doing a lot more traditional contemporary styles in the furniture mm-hmm. world and now I think we're going back and doing a little more traditional styles as well you know more turned yeah. legs carving I think our customer is going to really resonate with because I think she's feeling that too both in like yeah. colors being a little more saturated not as bright and airy if you will but yeah it seems like a lot of furniture is sort of like a cleaned up traditional it's like a little more streamlined so now we're kind of going maybe a little bit back the other way. Yeah. A little ebb and flow. And then outdoor, even in outdoor, I think there was this, we need grays and natural colors. And now you're going to see more, a little more browns and traditional Mm -hmm. wicker, wicker styles and eclectic pieces too. Well, I think it's, it's fun to think about it in the, in the context of, you know, here we're always talking to designers and they across the board want to mix traditional and contemporary and you know brass with plaster and like that's kind of just an ongoing theme in terms of what an interior designer would say is the best way to create a room that really feels you know layered and interesting and personalized so it's it's fun to kind of see the way that the product design moves because even though you might be thinking like, oh, there's a new trend that I'm going to need to, that, like what I have is going to be out of date. No, it's not. Nece- that's not necessarily what we're saying by introducing stuff that's different than what you have, but like you can mix it all together. And I mean, that's kind of the great thing about all of the reimagining that y'all's team does, like with OHO as or, or original home office or Hutton as an example and the Abbeville, like updating old stuff. I mean, it's still a great product. There's, we don't want you to get rid of it and throw it out, but maybe we can do some little tweaks that make it a little bit more interesting. Go with, you know, the things that you're excited about. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And we're always open. If you guys got something good, you want to see, you can email (laughs) us. I know you will. And so I said it, I did it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, our podcast, um, email so you can always send something to taryn's attention of a product you want i will tell you (laughs) we have you know what we have gotten emails here and there i feel like there was one not too long ago where someone sent us an email that was like they were all heartbroken that we no longer sold this fringed tablecloth you know what i'm talking about taryn yes she sent a whole it It was was a very hilarious hilarious and dramatic (laughs) email about um the bouillon like fridge crying fridge. because oh. this the the fringe Burlap. yeah the tablecloth with like the bouillon fringe at the bottom she couldn't find anymore and she was like why anyway it was really funny <laughs> please bring it back <laughs> bring it back so yeah yeah if there's something you want send it to Taryn that's what I do I'll probably tell you no again <laughs> but you can you're always she might tell you no until you keep asking which is what I do I'm just <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. Well, thank you, three ladies, for chatting with us about your work. I think it's so cool. It's one of my favorite things about Ballard. I feel like the fact that we design everything in house is what makes our product so awesome and, and unique. Like it too. It's a pretty fun job it and is. pretty fun it people really to work is. with. Yeah, I agree. We got a good team. Mm-hmm. When we we're do. not sharing too much, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's we're always sharing too much. <laughs> always sharing too much. We're discussing the bachelor. Oh, bachelor. Well, yes, that is oh, okay. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, we you have to have watched it. So you have a debrief. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's really <laughs> important. <laughs> I used to watch, but I just I just can't anymore. See, I never watched until this year. Oh, and really? this is turning into a bachelor podcast in this moment, but <laughs> yes, I, I finally got on board and I 
can't believe that I've been missing it this whole time. Really? Oh gosh, mm-hmm. I I just can't anymore. I can't. It's, it's good drama. It's fair. I, there's okay. a season every now and then, or like, so, but they added travel back in, so that's what we were discussing. Was like, oh, okay. now I'm back to seeing good. places around the world a little bit. So you're like, oh, they're in where for the ones they had to do because of COVID that were just like in California yeah. and they were in the, like in the hotel not even just california yeah. in the hotel and you're like okay so they're having it's a date out the world. yeah yeah so <laughs> i appreciate that it's back traveling the world so yeah <laughs> i feel like it all hangs in who the bachelor or bachelorette is if they're that's true if too. i like if them you just then like that person like yeah that's fair yeah all right well thank you all so much we'll have to have you back and if anyone has any more questions for the design team let us know yeah. and then that way next time we can answer them and that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.